0: Welcome to a special presentation of Sellout Crowd, Conversations with Coach. I'm Bob Stoops, and I'm taking time to talk with friends and colleagues in the sports world to get caught up and share stories. But first, I want to say thanks to these sponsors, Rose Hill Builders, Laser Light Skin Clinic, and Louie's Bar and Grill. Today, I'm talking with you, the readers, the viewers, the listeners, answering your questions. All right, so here we go. Harry, this is from Harry. What are your thoughts on the Bedlam series and Bedlam not coming back for a while in football? Well, Harry, you know, the world keeps moving. Think back to, what was it, 2010, maybe the last time we played Nebraska, who was a longtime rival. uh, you You know, just one of the biggest rivals we had through the years. They left in 2010 to go to the Big Ten. You know, you, you, you know things keep happening. Things keep moving. I hate to see an in-state rivalry like this go away, but, um, you know, but it may for a while. But look, there's hope. Look at Iowa in the Big Ten, Iowa State in the Big 12. They still play. So who knows, somewhere down the line, we might be able to get this going again. This is from Jalen. Considering the circumstances the program was in when I took over here, how do you truly feel when you first get here? Did you ever have those moments of what did I just get myself into the first few weeks on the job? Absolutely. I was chasing my tail from the start to finish when I first got here. Uh, Had very few people here. Uh, Bobby Jack Wright, I hired right off the bat, came right up from... From Austin, Texas, from the University of Texas, to join me, uh, Jerry Schmidt, our strength coach, came with me right away from Florida. But we were just, you know, hiring coaches, trying to recruit. All of it coming at me in the first two weeks of the job. I was, uh, I was overwhelmed. There, there's no doubt about it. I went home. This is how overwhelmed I was. I went back to Florida to Gainesville. On the break, when we weren't allowed to recruit anymore, right around Christmas break. And my car dealer, my buddy, Rick Rundle, back in Gainesville, he was my car dealer. He picked me up from the Jacksonville airport to drive me to Gainesville. It's an hour drive. I got in the car with him. I wasn't in the car 10 minutes. And I said, Rick, I think I've ruined my life. (laughs) He started laughing. And of course, it's funny to look at now the way things turned out. But at the time, I was like, what have I, what have I done to myself? But fortunately, it, it all worked out. Uh, all right, this is from Matt. What is the most risky play, play call I made as a coach? Oh, man, uh, there's, there is several. But I'll, I'll bet for sure um, one, of them, one of them is definitely uh, the fake punt at Alabama. I believe it was 2004. Uh, the fake punt back on our own twenty-yard line. They were just coming crazily after the punt, and we had a fake on that we had just put on the day before. Uh, it and uh, we threw it uh, to uh, Michael Thompson, and uh, sure enough, he was open out in the flat. Picked up, he took off for about fifty yards. The 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 punt returner ended up tackling him on the right around the fifty-yard line or so. And then uh the very next play we throw a bomb, Jason White to Brandon Jones, and we just silenced the Alabama crowd because before the fake punt, I felt we had to do something. The the whole the whole place was coming down on us and I felt this is the, the right opportunity and, and let's go for it. And uh we did and it it worked and we ended up winning the game twenty-one to seven. Uh Jimmy, this is coming from Jimmy. Uh how do you how, how did you choose which tequila, <laughs> tequila brand uh, to endorse? Well, it's pretty simple, Jimmy. Uh, one, two things, uh, rock and roll tequila is the best out there. And two, they were the only ones who asked me. So uh, that's as simple as it gets. And they're, they're, uh, you know, the owners are mostly uh, Oklahoma guys. Uh, this is it from uh, Jenny. Any regret about deciding to punt to Tyreek Hill? Okay. Thanks, Jenny. You had to throw that one right at me, didn't you? But, uh, you know, fortunately, Jenny, um, it didn't cost us a championship. That was just a rough year anyway, that made it a little bit rougher. And, uh, in the end, uh, no, I shouldn't have punted to him a second time, but let's, I'm going to give myself a little defense here. When have you ever seen a pooch punt be returned for a touchdown. It was a, we were inside our own 50, it was on the 40, 45. We we're just bopping it up in the air to give ourselves another 10 seconds and it's either fair cut or goes out of bounds or, but we didn't anticipate one in a million. It's the only one in my career that I saw a punt go straight opposite where we were trying to punt it. So my fault. I take responsibility for it. Funny backstory to punting to Tyreek. I was supposed to golf with the governor, Governor Stitt, and Joe Harris, our president of the university, with Victor Hovland, the great golfer that's really tearing it up right now, up at Oak Tree. And after that, I couldn't make it, so they they replaced me with somebody. And they afterwards they told me that Victor didn't even know who I was, which I get that he's you know from out of the country. He's a golfer. I right? I'm, I'm older. There a lot of people don't know who I am. But anyway, I said, well, just tell him I'm the guy that punted to Tyreek Hill twice, and then he, he'll probably know who I am. G.A. Thrawn, uh, I guess that's your Instagram name. Uh, what is the most important advice you would give a father about raising kids? Um, you, you, you can't love them enough uh, unconditionally. Um, you know, there's an old saying, if you don't love them, someone else will. So get your arm around them as much as you can. Be close with them. Talk to them. And also remember, don't be afraid to discipline in the proper ways. In my opinion, all young people want discipline. So it's got to be you got to be strong enough, s- smart enough, tough enough to give him the discipline that he deserves because everybody uh, learns that in life uh, everything has consequences. So uh, love him to death and, uh, and always dis- discipline properly. Uh, they want it. Uh, Dr. Obbs, I guess, again, Twitter name. What sort of challenge was it to get your team ready to play after an upset loss? What tactics uh, did you use uh, to refocus your, your team? I think a, a number of ways. Number one, I think you have to always remember, um, don't let one loss lead to two. Uh, don't let carry the loss from a week ago into this game. Whether it's your feelings, whether it's your mindset, whatever. Uh, same thing when you win a big game. Move on, next game's up, and uh, you know, and then I would refocus on team goals. Um, a very few teams' goal is to just be undefeated. You want to win your conference championship, you want to win these kind of uh, games that uh, you know uh rivalry games, you you have conference championships you've got uh, you know, national championship, uh, sites on that. And, and a lot can happen in the next four or five weeks. So bottom line, give ourselves the best chance to win this week is all you focus on. Uh, William, uh, coach, where's your favorite place to get a burger in the Metro? Oh, wow. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I would say Louis bar and grill. I, if I had to pick, I, I love going to Louis bar and grill and, uh, I know they're they're all over Oklahoma, and in fact, I just left there and had a burger. This is from Ron. Uh, who does the best impression of you? No one, Ron, there's only one me. Come on man, nobody uh I've heard enough of them i don't I don't get uh, much of a kick out of any of them, so uh, but i, I it seems like I'm pretty easy to imitate. <laughs> so uh, this is from Steven. How does coaching Drake in, the, in in the bowl game rank with your great coaching moments? uh certainly um, it, it's up there. I, I love the opportunity to not just coach them that day in the game, but to be around them the entire bowl season for several weeks, going to practice, um, you know, watching them play all of it. Uh, the fun part of, uh, being out there with them is to enjoy the win after the game, uh, to be there in, the, in that, that competitive moments, uh, during the game, my son, Isaac was also on the sidelines. He was still a, student coach at the time. So all of that was very cool, very fun. I uh, really enjoyed it. And the fun part of the, the game, the first, that touchdown he caught, um, I knew it was coming. Cale Gundy was up, called a great game. Cale said, hey, if they blitz, Drake's the hot. You know, he's the hot read. That's who we're going to. And and as the, the play in, unfolded, they were getting ready to snap the ball. Cale was up top saying, hey, they're coming. It's a blitz. Drake got a win. And I saw him shake the guy on the line of scrimmage and he won, which means win the route. And he beat him to the corner. And, uh, you know, uh, Caleb put a great ball on him for the touchdown. So it was fun to know uh, that it was coming and, uh, you know, as the play unfolded. Uh, This is from Tim. Which OU team got the most out of their talent? Maybe not all five star guys, but played at a high level. I would say definitely the 2000 national championship team. Um, We weren't accumulating a lot of four or five star guys ahead of us being there in 99, even, you know, up to 2000. And those guys were just sick and tired of of getting beat and getting beat up. You know, when we came in here, they hadn't had a winning season in six years and they were done with it and they just decided to really – play at such a great level the whole year and we knocked it out of the park with our first recruiting class uh to go with the great guys that we had like rocky kalmus and roy williams and on and on but uh in that class we got uh, first class we got josh heupel Quentin griffin uh michael thompson Derek straight um you know um uh, i'm thinking of uh there we got so many guys uh you know, that were big time uh, players that ended up making such a difference. And uh, uh, Torrence Marshall was a defense, uh, Big 12 defensive player of the year, MVP of the national championship we got in that class. And Antoine Savage, our leading receiver uh, for the first two years. Uh, again, we, we got in the first recruiting class. So uh, that's what, what made the difference. Um, that class got the most out of what they had. How do you feel about OU transitioning to the SEC? This comes from Ali. Uh, I love it. I, I think it's uh, the, the correct move. Um, it's already, I believe, paying dividends recruiting. I, I had hoped and anticipated that it would help us recruit, and, and I believe it is. Not to, not to take anything away from the hard work of the coaches and, and what they're doing and Coach Venables, but, but I, I think it's, it's, it's helping us. Um, financially it's the responsible thing to do to guarantee selling this stadium out for the next, you know, decades, uh, to come and to, and to continue to build Norman as well with the teams that'll be coming here to play. Uh, it'll be great. And, uh, it'll be great for the fans to travel to all these, all the different SEC venues. I've been to to about all of them and they're all fantastic. Uh, you're going to really enjoy it. Uh, Deer Park, Instagram name again. What do you think uh, it is about Youngstown and Ohio area that has produced so many good coaches? I, I think uh, as much as anything, it's, football is important there. Um, the, the Pop Warner all the way up through grade school, high school, the coaching is excellent. And, um, and, it's, and it's a populated area. So, meaning it, you know, the, there there's so many players, so many coaches that are from the Ohio area. It's just been uh, we've been blessed, I guess, a lot of us uh, that that have come through there that that have all just had great careers, and uh, and I think it's because we're we're taught it at a young age and we're taught it well with all the great coaching at, at those you know that are coaching those young teams. Uh, this is from Matt. My favorite win uh, of my career besides the 2000 National Championship, well, I would tie, I would say, the uh, Nebraska game in 2000. We beat them here 31-14. They started off with a 14-0 lead, and we go 31 unanswered points uh, to win the game. They were number one in the country. We were number two because we had already knocked off in a row uh sixty three fourteen we had already beaten texas forty one thirty one we had already beaten Kansas State at Kansas State and then we really proved it to everybody when we beat number one team in the country here in Nebraska in two thousand uh 31-14. and the fans stormed the field. I loved it I thought it was awesome. They tore down the goal post uh it was a it was a great time and uh I was in the end zone when it was coming down being interviewed by the great Lynn Swan and, um, you know, and fortunately didn't get hit by it, but, uh, that was a great one. Um, Brad, what happened to your pinky finger? (laughs) This right here. Well, I was, uh, of course a safety at Iowa tackling a lot of people and I was young. I think it was my sophomore, junior year. I, uh, came up from a pile and my finger was totally the other way. So I, uh, ran to the sideline, pulled it out, fixed it myself, put a lot of tape on it. And I thought it was good. And, uh, you know, and it, I was able to get through the year that way and, uh, put a little splint on it when I wasn't playing, but little by little, it kept getting knocked and kept moving. And then as I, you know, and then finished playing little by little, same thing kept happening through the years. It just kept getting worse. So, uh, it doesn't feel too, too well when it's, uh, too good when it gets cold, but, uh, but I manage, uh, this is from Zach. How did other schools recruit Drake and Isaac while they were in high school? Was it odd seeing things, uh, from the other side of all, you know, since from all the years that I was, uh, out recruiting young people in, in other schools and in their homes? Um, yeah, so it was a little bit different, but, uh, um, but everybody's, you know, so professional, so good. Um, you know, I went on some visits with them and, uh, really just kept quiet, you know, observed and, and watched and it, all these coaches around the country are, you know, such, so such professionals. They were all great guys that, that recruited them. It was fun to be on some of those visits. And, um, anyway, so, uh, it, it was good. It was, uh, it was really easy actually. Uh, This is from Michael. Outside of the university and football, what made you want to take uh, make the state of Oklahoma your home? Uh, The people. Uh, Obviously, I've been here uh, 24 years now. Um, Even when I once I retired, uh, I got too many friends. I love the people. Uh, Even, you know, everyone has always welcomed me everywhere I've been. Uh, They're always appreciated appreciative of the work we did not just myself but the staff so always treated great here so uh and again it gets back to the friendships that you make through the years and um, I got too many guys to go bump into or to go golf with or to you know to go get a beer with once in a while those kind of things that you you know to to just go off on your own and go somewhere that'd be that'd be kind of hard I'm not that guy so uh, as well as my my children were all born and raised this, you know, their entire time that doesn't happen in many coaches careers where they've stayed in one place the whole time. So I know they look at this as their home as well. So it's hard to leave that. Uh, this is Steve. Uh, what, what was my favorite win in your, my, my playing career? Uh, that's a great one. Uh, probably, uh, my greatest win, uh, best time everything would would have been my junior year 1981 last game of the season regular season game we are playing michigan state in kinnick stadium right there in iowa city iowa if we win the game and ohio state beats michigan we are going to the rose bowl now mind you iowa had not been in a in a bowl game had a winning season in 18 years and so hadn't had a winning season in 18 years. And we're about to win this game and go to the Rose Bowl. And it all unfolded. We played, uh, uh, Ohio State and Michigan played earlier in the day. So about the second quarter or so, we hear the fans go crazy. And Ohio State had just scored and they're going to beat Michigan. So we all know this is, we're we're, we're about and we're we're in good shape in this game. We're beating the heck out of Michigan State, and uh, in fact, look it up. I had a big time hit the very first play of the game, caused a fumble on the tight end, tipped it to Andre Tippett, the Hall of Famer, and he ran it down to about the five yard line, and we end up scoring. That was the beginning, the very first play of the game. But we end up winning in a sound way. Ran the football for well over 200 yards. And at the end of the game, all the fans are on the field. It was a mob. Everybody's throwing roses around, roses in the locker room. So it was, um, it was a pretty, uh, pretty special game. But to be able to, to win it in a sound way when we had to was really fun. That wraps up this installment of Conversations with Coach. Follow and subscribe to this channel and visit selloutcrowd.com to find out about upcoming programs.